Hello and welcome to Following the Rules. This is a podcast about the rules shaping UK and EU financial services and the people responsible for understanding and implementing them. Because in one of the world's most regulated sectors, following the rules isn't always easy. I'm your host, financial journalist Lucy McNulty, and every episode I'll be asking the most influential personalities in financial regulation for their input on the sector's most pressing issues. What we're aiming to get to is a world where regulation is digital. The risks of not going there is that we will continue to have financial institutions fall short from complying with regulations. This is a project that has a transformative potential. It can transform the compliance landscape. Today's episode is a special one produced in association with ClauseMatch, a regulatory technology company providing financial services firms in the UK, US and Asia with solutions to address challenges within policy management and regulatory change. Today's guests call on financial services regulators globally and the companies they supervise to work together now to automate the processes around changing and implementing rules. They also explain how a first-of-its-kind project that they've been working on could not only help to kickstart an industry drive to digitalise regulatory change, but also fundamentally reshape compliance processes and resourcing at financial services companies at a time when regulatory change programmes are only getting more complex. Evgeny Likadet is CEO and founder of ClauseMatch. Alexandra Vavshishchuk is head of LawTech UK, a government-funded programme driving innovation in the UK's legal sector. Hi, Evgeny. Hi, Alexandra. Welcome to Following the Rules. Hello. Great to see you. Well, let's start with a brief introduction to Clause Match, Evgeny, for the benefit of listeners who may not be familiar with it. What does the company do and what can you tell us about your client base? Absolutely. ClauseMatch is a regulatory technology company and we're providing organizations with a platform that helps them to comply with regulations and to address regulatory requirements in their internal governance documentation. We help to digitize and transform compliance and risk functions in regulated financial institutions. And in terms of who we work with today, we're nearing around 50 clients now in financial services from global banks to asset managers to fintech and payments and insurance companies. Okay. And Alexandra, could you give us a brief overview of what LawTech UK does and your role at LawTech UK? And are you also able to summarize your involvement with ClauseMatch? Sure, absolutely. A pleasure. So I currently head LawTech UK, which is a government-backed initiative of the Ministry of Justice, Tech Nation and the LawTech UK panel. It was established to support the transformation of the UK legal sector through technology for the benefit of society and the economy. Our work programs focused on increasing awareness and understanding of LawTech but also to foster transformative innovation of the legal sector. And one of them is an accelerator for LawTech startups is scale-ups called the LawTech Sandbox, which also provides a fast response forum for regulators for LawTech innovators. And to date, we supported 43 UK LawTech businesses, including ClauseMatch, who was one of the program's pioneers. And in the sandbox, ClauseMatch collaborated with legal professionals to understand how they approach compliance and how the processes can be improved. Okay, Evgeny, what regulatory compliance challenges are causing your clients most concern at the moment? There are a lot of compliance challenges for financial services, but one of the challenges that we try to tackle with our work with regulators is how regulations are published around the globe and digitization of regulatory rules. The big problem there is that financial institutions are struggling with regulatory 
change and implementing that change internally. And a very simple reason for that is the fact that regulations today are published in a non-structured text format. For example, many regulators are publishing their rules via PDF documents or on the website, and it's extremely difficult to consume. That's one problem. And the second big problem is that the amount of regulatory change and the understanding of what is applicable to a specific organization, to specific products and services and areas of compliance within those organizations is very difficult. In fact, in regulatory change teams, about 80% of new regulations are not directly applicable to a specific organization. So you can imagine 80% of uh, the work which is done by those people in financial institutions is actually relevant to the specific financial institution. And the problem is that it's very, very difficult to keep track of regulatory change. And ultimately, so employees of organizations need to access that data. They need to access policies, procedures. They need to read them. They need to understand them. And uh, this is something that regulators are also talking about, is that it's not enough today to show that you have a compliance manual, you have a specific policy addressing a, an obligation. They want to see that people are actually interacting with that content and people are actually following the rules. And we're trying to tackle in that problem with some of the initiatives that we've been working on with a number of regulators, including the LawTech program, where a number of regulators helped us to train AI models, which we applied then to regulatory text. Could you tell us a little bit more about what that involves? Yes, absolutely. So I, I mentioned the problem of regulations not being digital, impacting all of our customers. And practically every single financial institution wants to get the rules which are applicable to them in an automated way. But it's very, very difficult, purely because each regulator publishes rules in a very different format. They look different, they're amended differently, and they're published differently. So what we've done over the last three years is we've worked with a number of regulators to help them digitize and apply machine learning and artificial intelligence to tag regulations with specific concepts, with specific entities, which provided the interpretation of regulation and then provide the output of that tagging model as a graph database. So a graph database, what it means is that the entire data set of a regulatory text can be represented visually. And then you can see how different parts of the regulation relate to each other, how they are applicable to different entities like products, services, risks, mitigation factors, and so on. And this model, which we've created with the help of regulators, is actually extremely precise. So, for example, you can take a massive text of regulation, break it down into sections and paragraphs, and then run a model on top of it with a taxonomy and tag and recognize those concepts across the regulatory text and then represent it in a structured form. So, for example, you can consume that regulation programmatically via the API, for example. You've described this project as a digital knowledge graph. And would that be searchable? Would your financial services compliance executive be able to search within that graph for a particular topic or a particular rule itself? And does it focus on rules that are in place now? Or does it give any sense of rules that are in development? Absolutely. It's fully searchable and it's fully structured. So 
you can apply rules on top of the regulatory text and on top of the taxonomy, which is applied to that regulatory text, down to, for example, if you want to see everything that is related to credit cards issued by a specific type of financial institution in the regulation, you can distill that regulation down to specific obligations applicable to that product. Okay. What regulators have you worked with to date on this project? So to date, the majority of the input came from the regulatory experts at Abu Dhabi Global Markets Financial Regulator. We worked very closely with ADGM and we helped them to digitize their entire rulebook. But through LawTech program, we also worked with a number of experts from various regulators from Bank of England and a number of others. How long has the project taken to develop and when will it become publicly available? So the work has been done over the last two, three years from concept to applying the technology that we have. In terms of releasing this to the public, it's first week of February is when we're looking to publish it on our website on closemash.com and also on our social media as well, so on LinkedIn and YouTube. And what scope of regulation does that cover? It covers the Abu Dhabi financial regulator text and taxonomy. But this is a sample of the data which can be inputted into a model. And then the model can be fine-tuned with a specific regulator's specific taxonomy. The model understands what is a tag, what is a concept, what is a taxonomy term. And it will find those taxonomy terms, even if they are not defined by the regulator. So, for example, the regulator has five financial services products uh, in their taxonomy. But the regulation actually envisages seven of them. If you don't provide the extra two, the model will find them anyway. So the beauty of applying the artificial intelligence and data science models is that you can augment what people have done manually with the machine learning concept. Okay, and you're making that digital knowledge graph widely available as opposed to limiting its access to clients in a bid to encourage other regulators to support the project. Is that correct? Yes, definitely. Regulators need to proactively start moving towards that direction and provide their rules in a consumable format. And that's the reason why we're releasing the work we've done into open source domain. So it can be picked up by regulators. The data set that we have created can be applied to the models and then the regulators or companies which are helping regulators can use that data set and those models to advance the regulatory field. Because we recognize that as a company, we cannot work with over a thousand regulators to implement this technology. Even companies which potentially compete with Clausmatch can take the knowledge graph, the structured data set, and apply it to their models. When technology becomes available in open source, it's actually much easier to propel the industry as a whole. And for example, we have seen FINRA recently released a digital rulebook in the U.S. and the output of that digital rulebook is that every section of the FINRA rulebook is tagged with specific taxonomy terms. Today, majority of that work is done manually with the data set which we're releasing and the easily available models, AI models out there. You can actually train that model with our data set of the knowledge graph and then apply that to the entire rulebook of a regulator and very quickly get the output of the fully digitized, tagged regulation, which you can then start releasing to the public. But the goal for us of releasing the knowledge graph is that globally, the industry can start moving faster towards digital regulation. 
Okay. Are there any other projects like this that are currently in existence? Any other digital knowledge graphs out there already? From what we know, this is the first of a kind data set released like this in open access. Okay. Well, that sounds very interesting. And Alexandra, why does this project matter to you? What benefits do you see it bringing to the industry from your perspective? At Lotec, we are interested in honing an ecosystem. And this is not just a project that impacts a single company. This is a project that has a transformative potential. It can transform a conversation around compliance. It can transform the compliance landscape. Um, if we change our thinking around compliance to digital, we capture a fantastic opportunity for all players in the regulated sectors, from businesses to regulatory bodies. It is not just about saving money or resources for any individual player. By widening access to those highly efficient tools, we are changing the dynamic of this old analog approach to compliance, which can be costly, which cannot be very resource intensive. We then remove what I would say tend to be at least frequently high barriers to adoption or entry for new market participants as well. So what this may lead to is effectively democratization of regulated industries, because what digital compliance provides, it's a solution to a certain ever complex and ever growing regulatory landscape. And this is only going to become more important as new technology develops, as we get more regulation coming in place. Okay. And this is being launched during a period of time when financial services firms are facing significant economic headwinds. Several large financial services firms in the US and UK are now significantly cutting budgets. And that's playing out in terms of compliance. Compliance is a cost center. How do you encourage your clients, Afghani, to continue to embrace a project that requires innovation while they're under pressure to keep costs down? Yeah, it's very difficult to build a business case purely on efficiency. But I think in compliance on top of efficiency is also what you gain is better governance and understanding of how rules can impact your business and then also react to the regulatory change much, much faster. I don't like talking about the risk of fines. Obviously, that risk is always there. But in terms of just having a good governance in place and much faster adoption of regulatory change can have a huge impact on the organization in terms of operating safer, operating faster. Let's say you're creating a new financial product or expanding to a new jurisdiction. If you know what is expected as an organization to launch this new product, to expand to a new jurisdiction much quicker and adapt to that, you can actually speed up time to market significantly by having your compliance automated and digitized. So could this project ultimately save financial services companies money if they were to get involved with it? Oh, yes, absolutely. So there is money saved on efficiency, money saved on faster time to market, money saved on addressing regulatory inquiries, going through audits in any area of compliance, a process during which a regulatory body or an auditor or internal auditor, for example, collects evidence that rules and requirements which are applicable to an organization are being followed. Going through audit is a several-month exercise, for example, for a large global bank. Many areas of compliance have different rules applicable, different people who need to comply, or different departments who need to comply with those rules and requirements. 
And the evidence implies can be various. If you can speed that up and have less people involved, automate the evidence collection, automate the evidencing of how you're compliant with regulatory obligations, then it has a significant impact on the institution. And that's what Digital Knowledge Graph is trying to address. Is let's help organizations to consume regulatory obligations in a digital form and in a structured form. So these rules can be integrated internally and certain rules and controls can be automated with internal systems. So could this Digital Knowledge Graph simplify compliance processes to such an extent that financial services firms would not need to hire individuals to do the roles that this graph does in their stead? Yes, absolutely. I guess it's a very long road. <laughs> My time horizon, I would say, is about 10 years until we've got digital rules in financial services. But a simple example of how it would work, let's say there is anti-money laundering, anti-bribery and anti-corruption regulation, which states that you cannot accept gifts above certain threshold. Let's say this rule changes. The impact of that can be quite massive for a large financial institution. But if that rule automatically feeds into the internal system, which is set up to disclose gifts for example, above certain value, and that value in the regulation changes, automatically you know that this system is not compliant anymore if that rule is pushed digitally to the financial institution from the regulator. So this digital knowledge graph, its software will be automatically updated so that those alerts go out to the relevant individuals to ensure that change is communicated internally? Yes, definitely. Or even that field which shows the threshold for example, a number automatically changes in the internal system and then the internal system adjusts the limit, which is compliant automatically. And then you never need to look at it again. But in order to get there, as you're saying, you need significant buy-in from the regulators and you see that buy-in as being perhaps 10 years off. How would you like to see regulators globally respond to this launch? And you mentioned you work very closely with the Abu Dhabi Financial Services Regulator. What are you doing to encourage other regulators to get involved? Well, what we're trying to do is really to raise awareness that this technology is possible, raise awareness that there is a data set now and knowledge graph, which you can use to train data science models and then talk directly to regulators and show them what's possible. Because it's not that difficult then to adopt once you know that technology exists and once you know how it works. We're also releasing a scientific paper on that topic, the use of digital knowledge graphs in the regulatory field. Our head of data science, you know, he's extremely excited about this field. So we're welcoming any regulator to explore and to talk to us. They, they want to explore how they can digitize the regulations. So what's your pitch to regulators to encourage them to get involved? And what are the risks of regulators not digitizing the rulemaking space? Well, the pitch is we're not even charging regulators for any of this work because what, what we're aiming to get to is a world where regulation is digital and then we can help our customers through this digitization in financial services. The risks of not going there is that we will continue to have problems in compliance. We'll continue to have financial institutions fall short from complying with regulations and it's not because they don't want to or they've got bad culture but purely because there are so many regulatory obligations it's very easy to overlook it's very easy to miss something that is important 
Okay. And for interested parties at regulators listening to this podcast, what changes can they implement now to back a project like this or a broader digitalization of rulemaking program when they're able to facilitate that? I would say a very quick and easy immediate change is rather than a new regulatory text being created in a Word document, which doesn't have any proper structure, actually having the concept of headings, numbers, section numbers, paragraph text, subparagraph text, just even that structure makes it easier for the machine to understand the structure of regulation and then applying machine learning algorithms to a more structured data set makes it much easier in future. Okay. Alexandra, what are the risks with regulators not taking the steps now to digitalize regulation? This is a very good question. Thinking about it more broadly, considering that compliance activities are not going to get any less complex and considering that more and more regulation will come out and it's going to be increasingly more important also for the consumer outcomes, for regulated professionals to comply with those regulations. The most obvious answer to those challenges is to go digital. I appreciate that there is more work to be done in terms of data and how data is stored and how data is considered, and especially in regulated professions and from our perspective in legal services. But if we manage to get to the point where we change the culture to that of thinking about data first and enabling digital solutions to improve accuracy, improve efficiency. Again, this may result in democratization of the legal services. So I don't think we can talk about it in terms of risks. I don't really think we have any other choice but to go down the digital route. Okay. What's been the limiting factor here? Why has this not happened to date? What's taking so long? One of the bigger challenges for regulators to fully digitize their regulatory handbooks and rulebooks, I would say, is the manual nature of having to tag every single paragraph in a 9,000, 10,000 page regulation. And just the pure human capital required to do that makes it very difficult to publish regulations in that format. With the advancements of machine learning and natural language processing, The ability for the machine to process natural language and understand the context of what the text is talking about, we can probably start eliminating that challenge and augment what people know about regulatory text and the concepts around them and automate that process. So that challenge can now be overcome easier than before. And perhaps this will drive the innovation and adoption of new technologies for regulators. And I would also add to that, that in order for this to succeed, it needs to be a highly collaborative effort because this is a huge enterprise. We're not looking at a suite of documents held by a financial services company, which in itself, in many cases, would already be a huge undertaking we are really talking about the entire ecosystem. So this shouldn't be just the responsibility of the regulatory bodies. It should be a responsibility of all the parties to collaborate together to solve this problem. Okay. Well, lastly, and generally a question for both Evgeny and Alexandra, is there a current or upcoming industry challenge that you think not enough people are paying attention to? I think we already touched on it, at least on one of it, is that the sheer size of the enterprise. 
and the sheer size of a task ahead if we are to think about digitizing compliance landscapes. I would also say that one of the key challenges that we see coming from the legal services market is reconciling the very elaborate regulatory frameworks with fast-paced innovation. When you think about the regulatory space, again, bringing it back to the point about the increasing complexity, especially where emerging tech is involved, this has the potential to make compliance very costly, very resource intensive, requiring a lot of human capital, which then in turn means that barriers to entry for new players can be simply too high and thus innovation will be stifled. And in order to democratize this landscape, we will need to think very carefully about a solution that makes this process both less resource intensive and less costly, but without compromising compliance, as well as the values underpinning compliance, such as consumer protection. I would agree with Alexandra. And then let's say if we take European regulators and we'll look at the agenda for 2023, operational resilience is on the agenda of pretty much every regulator. But I think we underestimate the sheer impact of operational resilience on financial services industry. Operational resilience, it's making sure that the company is resilient operationally to any kind of changes, disruptions, and so on. So it would include business continuity plans, cybersecurity compliance, and so on. So this will affect every single supplier. So the supply chain of every single financial institution is going to be under scrutiny. And that means that not just banks and financial institutions will need to comply with these regulations, but actually every single supplier will be scrutinized. And that will have a massive cost on the industry globally, not just for banks, but actually for every company that is doing anything with banks. And a lot of companies are not prepared for this. Compliance is going to become a much, much bigger challenge than it is today. Just to see as an example from the past, when you think about what happened when GDPR came out, there was an entire industry that was built around compliance with GDPR. So if you introduce more of similar regimes, but in different areas as a society, I'm not sure we'll be able to cope with just the sheer demand. And GDPR refers to a broadly encompassing set of data protection rules that were introduced a number of years back and required wholesale changes to the interaction between companies and their clients. I would say a very similar impact will be ESG as well. So ESG compliance, which is also very much around supply chain, not just the impact of the organization, but actually the impact of the extended enterprise of the organization. Okay, so the point you're both making is that there are a large number of large scale regulatory change programs that are coming down the track and the industry has a limited scope to address all of these effectively and efficiently simultaneously. And therefore that just further cements the value of projects such as this, digitalizing regulations so that these regulatory change programs can be implemented much quicker and much more efficiently. Yes, definitely. Well. This project that you're working on sounds fascinating. I wish you the best of luck in your endeavours and thank you both very much for your time today. Thank you very much, Lucy. Thank you very much. Pleasure to be here. You've been listening to Following the Rules with Lucy McNulty. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd be very grateful if you could rate, review and subscribe on all the usual channels. It helps other people get to know us too.